If, like me, you need to write everything down, then what are the best ways to make sure it's captured in a way that suits you? And once you've put it somewhere, then what? In this episode, we're going to look at how and when to manage your tasks. Hi, I'm Julian, and welcome to another episode from Productivity Matters. This show is all about getting the best out of your day through the better use of productivity tools and discussing the various methods you can use to incorporate into your daily routines. If you're new here, then welcome. And if you've listened before, then welcome back. Task management is nothing new. It's been happening since the dawn of time. From the early cave dwellers who needed to know what to hunt for dinner you've seen the drawings on the cave walls, to modern families needing to know what to buy for dinner. All projects and stuff to do in between. Okay, so maybe I exaggerated about the cave dwellers, but the theory remains. If you have something that needs to be done, write it down. Get it out of your head and into a system. It's pretty much the first rule of getting things done, the productivity system created by David Allen. If you don't capture your to-dos, those jobs that need doing, you will forget. You will appear unfocused and unreliable to people around you. The human brain is great for the here and now, but remembering what to do in the future is not top of its list. Get it out of your head. You will experience less stress. You know you won't forget to do something because it's written down, and importantly, keep them in one place. Having different lists or individual tasks jotted on post-it notes around the office or the house is almost as bad as not writing them down in the first place, not least because they can get lost. So, are we agreed you're going to get all of those tasks out of your head and into a system, you'll be much better organised and you'll be much more reliable? Of course, the next question is, where do I capture them? Now, this one is quite personal and we'll start with the basics. The good old-fashioned pad and pen. Let's be honest, it's cheap. The batteries won't run out, unless you run out of ink, and sometimes it's just quicker to jot a note down, but that may not be best, and I'll come on to that later. The downsides of a pad and a pen or a pencil are that it's not always convenient to carry one with you everywhere, and as I've already mentioned, scraps of paper will just get lost. Finally, It's much harder to manage tasks on a paper-based system. You'll see why in a bit. So, if not paper and pen, then the obvious alternative is electronic, using an app or a web-based system. Firstly, the majority of us always have a device to hand, whether it's our phone, a tablet, a laptop. This means we can quickly add a task to one of the many apps that are available on the market. Apps such as Things, Google Keep, TickTick, and the one I use, Todoist. All of them are available across different platforms, so they can be used on whether it's a Windows or a Mac or Android or an iOS or iPad, and on the web too. Once in an app, tasks are easy to manage, and you can set priorities and deadlines. Now, of course, the battery might run out, in which case you're relegated to paper and pen anyway, and it isn't as quick to just jot down a note. You need to unlock the device, find the app and then enter it. Okay, so you can use things like Siri or Alexa or Google to add tasks to your lists. So this isn't the end of the world. Right, so 
we now know that it's important to get all of your tasks, your jobs, your to-dos, call them what you like, get them out of your head immediately. As soon as you think of something that needs doing, write it down. There is one small caveat here. If the task is going to take less than two minutes, just do it. You'll spend longer writing it down than actually doing it, and you'll actually feel better having achieved something. So tasks are captured, now you need to manage them. Why? Well, first, you'll remember to do them. Secondly, once written down, you can actually see what there is and you can start to prioritise. And seeing them written down will also reduce anxiety and stress. You know what needs to be done, now you just need to work out how and when. This leads us very nicely onto prioritisation. It's all very well capturing your tasks, whether on paper or in an app, but if you don't do anything with them, then there's very little point. The first thing to do is prioritise them, and it sounds more onerous than it actually is, but in fact there is a great method you can use to help you. It's called the Eisenhower Matrix. Ugh, more theory, I know. The Eisenhower Matrix is a quadrant for helping to understand how the priorities work. You have the important and urgent, your top priority. These are the must-do-now tasks, known as P1. You have your important but not urgent, your P2 tasks. These need to be done, but not as quickly as the others. And then there's the P3, the not important but urgent, and these are the tasks that have a deadline attached to them. And finally, the P4s, not urgent, not important, or no priority associated with them at all. These are your someday tasks, almost the nice-to-dos, but not now. And considering these four points will help you to determine how you should prioritise the tasks you need to do. And using an app for this is much easier than using paper. You can add priorities easily and change them when necessary without needing to cross things out or rewrite entire lists. So you have your tasks written down, you've prioritised them according to their importance and urgency. Well, what now? Now, bigger is not better when it comes to managing and completing your tasks. A job that looks too big will cause you to delay. You'll put it off because it looks too intimidating. You'll push it to the bottom of the list, and this is no good for anyone. Smaller is better. Break tasks into small chunks. Make them more manageable. Now, this might increase the actual number of tasks on your list, but they will be easier to achieve. Now, in most apps, you can set them up as subtasks of the main one, so they're nested instead of being one long list. Oh, and start small. Do the smaller tasks first. Two things will happen. Firstly, you will actually start to get them done. Secondly, you will feel like you're accomplishing something, which in turn will spur you on to do more. Focus is the key. Focus on one task at a time. This can take discipline to achieve, but do one task at a time. See what it is that you need to do and focus. If you start to jump around from one task to another, there is a very high possibility you won't complete the task properly, if at all. And I'm sure you've heard the saying, don't put off until tomorrow what you can do today. Don't procrastinate. It's obvious, really, but when we're faced with the struggle of getting something done, we just decide we don't want to do it and put it off for another time. It's human nature. So if necessary, see if you can break it down and take it from there. Depending on the task that you have, it might be necessary to put a time limit on how long you spend in one sitting. 
Remember, you do have other things to do, so dedicating all your time to your tasks will actually mean you'll end up behind and a growing task list. Set aside 20 minutes or so to get through what you can before returning to your other work. And of course, if you find you're getting through them, keep going. But that's a call that you have to make. Plan ahead. (laughs) This is a goodie. A big part of planning your tasks is knowing what's on the list. Put aside some time every day to review your to-do list. Now, I usually look at my list every evening and where necessary, I will reprioritize those that don't need completing straight away. And I also check that each task is meaningful. It is horrible when you get to a task that maybe you noted a while ago and you think, what does that mean? Make sure you have enough information to continue. If necessary, add more context to the task. If you can't remember it, then delete it. You can always add it again later. There is so much going on around us, it's easy to be distracted. Social media vying for our attention, emails, meetings, life. There are a number of things you can do to cut down on the distractions to help you focus on the tasks at hand. Turn off notifications on your devices. Set yourself a dedicated time to look at emails. They don't need to be looked at or actioned immediately, so put some time in your diary to look at your emails and reply, action or delete as necessary. And don't let anyone interrupt you. In fact, with so many people working at home right now, this could go two ways. Either the family is interrupting you or Slack is pinging all over the place. Just ask politely if you can get back to them when you've finished what you're doing. I'm sure they'll understand. Don't have the TV on in the background. That's a surefire distraction. And set yourself periods for breaks. Taking a break is just as important as getting the job done. So far, I've talked about capturing your tasks somewhere, how to prioritise them and reducing the amount of distractions. But what if you want to delegate the task to someone else? What is delegation? Well, some say that it's the art of good management. Get the task off your list and give it to somebody else to worry about. In reality, delegation means the transfer of responsibility for a task from a manager to a subordinate, which is great if you're the sort of person who just can't say no. The ability to delegate may help you deal with your workload. Delegation is also great for increasing the responsibility of someone new and training someone in a new role. However, If you plan to delegate, you need to bear in mind a couple of things. Firstly, is the person who you're delegating to actually capable of doing the task? You own the task. Its completion is your responsibility. And secondly, you need to be sure that it's going to be completed to the standard that you expect. As I've said, it's ideal if it's part of training someone, but you need to hold their hand to start with. Check what they're doing. Be sure they know what to do before you can be confident that they will do the job the right way every time. Wow, that's been a lot to get through, and I hope there's some value somewhere in there that will help you. I talked about capturing your tasks on paper or in an app, but that's entirely up to you, but write them down. Get them out of your head. I looked at managing and prioritising your tasks, breaking them into bite-sized chunks to make them more manageable and using the Eisenhower matrix to help prioritise them. 
reducing the number of distractions, turning off the TV, turning off notifications, asking people to come back later, all that sort of thing to help you focus on what needs to be done. And finally, I talked about delegation. If you're confident that someone else can do the job, or if you're training someone new, then delegation will help to reduce your direct workload. But don't forget, you are still responsible for the task being completed. And that's it. That's all there is to it. As with anything, it's habit forming. You need to start doing this. You need to continue to do this and it will soon become natural. I've added a link to Todoist in the show notes where you can get two months of their premium service for free so you can try out a task manager for yourself if you don't already have one. And don't forget, you can also get my productivity playbook as well. Okay, maybe I exaggerated about the cave cave. Okay, so maybe I exaggerated about the quay cave. I can't do it. <laughs> That's all for this episode. Hopefully you found something interesting. And if you have any comments, then I'd love to hear from you. Just message me via the link in the show notes. Please don't forget to subscribe where you normally listen to your podcasts so that you never miss an episode. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, please remember, productivity matters.